Welcome one, welcome all to the Wednesday, February 16th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, Big Night the Association. We've got golf on the horizon, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Anita Marks, I'm Joe Fortenball. Huge night in the association. Let's go to work. Game number one, the Utah Jazz laying four and a half, total of 226. They're in L.A. to take on the Lakers, Anita. Jazz have been red hot. Lakers have been ice cold. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all I'm all over the Jazz here, and and I'll lay the points uh, with Gobert being back. They're great. They're six and zero straight up, five and one against the spread. And let's be honest, like the All Star Game, Joe is in Cleveland. A, we don't know if LeBron's going to suit up and play tonight. Let alone if he does, he's probably thinking about like all the parties he's going to be hosting at home for the All Star Game. <laughs> So I just, I love the jazz in this spot. I'll lay the points. And also my favorite prop bet here is Donovan Mitchell over five and a half assists. The Lakers are actually quite good with their perimeter defense. Therefore, I think he's going to be the distributor and he's already got, he's got, uh, he's gone over five and a half in five of his last six games. So Mitchell over five and a half assists and I'll lay the points with the jazz. All right. You've got the side and a prop. I've got the total. I'm going to play under 226. Number seems high considering the fact that Rudy Gobert is back for the Jazz. This season with Ro- Gobert on the court, the Jazz are producing a defensive rating that would rank number one in the NBA. With Gobert off the court, they're producing a defensive rating that would rank 17th in the NBA. They're also 19th in pace, so not exactly a team that flies up and down the court. Final game for both teams before the All-Star break, so I think you get a good defensive effort on each end of the court. Under 226 is going to be the play. Now, in what should be a less competitive matchup, Phoenix laying 15 and a half, total of 234 against Houston. What do you like here? Yeah, I'm going with the team total over 125 and a half for the Suns. Listen, this is a Houston game, Houston team. They gave up 135 points to the Jazz. Also, keep in mind, I mean, I know I'm spending a lot of time here talking about the All-Star break, but they're a young group. Those dudes are probably sitting on the bench thinking about their vacation and what they, where they're going. Meanwhile, this is a Suns team. They play well against bad teams. They are 6-1 and one against the spread, against bad teams. It's a lot of points to lay. Maybe you want to do it. That's fine. But I think the safer bet here is the Suns over 125.5 team total points. Suns have been an absolute freight train this year. It feels like we do not give them enough respect for the best record in the league and the fact that night in and night out, they're blowing out the competition. Let's keep it moving. Toronto and the T-Wolves. Raptors on the road laying one and a half, total of 227 and a half. This game was a pick and has gone up. It's my favorite bet on the card tonight. I'm going to play the Raptors minus one and a half. I love the spot for Toronto. The last time we saw them was Monday night, two nights ago. They're in New Orleans. They got rolled, rolled. They lose the game by 30. They let the Pelicans shoot 58% from the field and 46% from deep. By the way, New Orleans is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. So the fact that they were connecting on 46% from deep tells you everything you need to know about how that game played out for the Raptors. The Raptors, meanwhile, shot 30% from the field and 23% from deep. It was one of their worst performances of the season. You don't want to go into the all-star break with that type of taste in your mouth. Now, conversely, you're going to play a T-Wolves team that's been the toast of the town this season. They're only like four wins away from crushing their win total this year. 
It's their third game, however, in four nights. It's the second half of a back-to-back after a dramatic overtime comeback win over Charlotte last night. I think Toronto's focus and Minnesota's legs are the difference here. Give me the Raptors minus one and a half. Game number four, the Spurs laying seven and a half, total of 218 at Oklahoma City. Any play for this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Spurs. I'll lay the points, uh, even though they were sellers, not buyers at the trade deadline. Uh, they've got a lot of young talent that's showcasing what they can do. I think the future is really bright for them, Joe. So I'm, I've got to lean towards the Spurs. I'll lay the six and a half against OKC, but I've got a ton of prop bets that I love here. Devin Vassell, he's been averaging over 14 points ever since the trade deadline, and the odds makers haven't caught on to his point total, it's sitting at 12 and a half and you get that at minus 115. Also, Trey Jones, not expected to play tonight. What does that mean? DeJounte Murray, he's gonna get a bulk of time and he's been an absolute beast. So I'm gonna go over 41 and a half points, assist and rebounds. You can get that at minus 110. So uh, two guys on the uh, Spurs that I've been really winning a lot of money with in regard to going over in their prop bets ever since the trade deadline, Joe. Do you have a Vassal t-shirt yet? Because you've been talking about him so much. It's like, oh my God, Anita's either married to this individual secretly or is president of the fan club. I've never heard. That dude's family doesn't even talk about him as much as you do. It arrives today, Joe. Oh, get the and hell I out hope, of here. Are you serious? I swear, it arrives today. And I hope it arrives before wager or before bet because you know I'm be sporting that bad boy. Yes. So I'm, yes. I'm, I, I'm, I keep on, I keep on looking at uh, at my arrival time uh, from uh, <laughs> from UPS or FedEx, however it's coming to me. But I hope I have it for tonight's show, Joe. I'm gonna wear it. Your 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 delivery guy must be like this 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 place. I'm at this place every other day delivering the <laughs> same size envelope every single day. What the hell is going on in here? Um, speaking of which, Anita and I on bet today. Uh, you can catch it on all of ESPN streaming channels, Twitter, YouTube.com forward slash ESPN Sports Betting. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, Daily Wager on ESPN to at 6 p.m. Eastern today. Game number five in the association, big one out west. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, five-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 225, hosting the Nuggets. I'm going to play the Nuggets here. I think Doug and I are on opposite sides because we were talking about it this morning. I'll take the Nuggets plus the points. I'm mostly betting against Golden State's defense here. Over their last 10 outings, they're giving up 112 points per game. Now, you can look at that and say, all right, maybe they're just going through a bit of a rut. 112 isn't too bad. Well, in of those 10 games, six of the opponents ranked 20th or worse in offensive rating. The Rockets, the Thunder, the Knicks, the Kings, the Clippers, the Lakers, they're getting bamboozled on the defensive end of the court by bad offenses. Uh, Denver's only missed the spread one time in their last seven road games. I think this one's going to be competitive. I'll take the five and a half. Do you like anything in this one? Yeah, I'm with you. Same side. I love it. Uh, listen, their last 15 games, they're sporting the third best offense in the NBA. And let's be, again, I'm going back to the all-star break, right? Like, I just feel like this Golden State team, they're gassed. They know there's big, the bigger picture here is they want to win the championship. They need to get uh, Draymond Green back. They need to get Weissman back. So, and they just look gassed, you know, Clay Thompson, he looked gassed that last game. It was horrible. I, I think I had the over three pointers with him and I lost big time. Iguala is not, not expected to play. I just think they're tired. They want to pack it up, get to the all-star break, come back, start fresh, start new. 
So I'm on the Nuggets with you as well. I, I uh, and, and give me the points. Absolutely. My wallet hopes you're right. We're on the same side. That's excellent news. Final one in the association. I know you had your eye on this one. The Grizz, who have perhaps been the story of the first half in the NBA. They're laying 11 and a half, total of 229 against the Blazers. How are you going to attack this one? Yeah, I, I, I love Memphis. I said it on our show last night. Um, what was it? Last night. So it was Memphis has won 11 of 13 without Morant. So now make that 12 of 14 after last night. I don't believe, I know, question mark, nothing's, oh, actually, no, wait a minute. Prior to starting the podcast, I read Morant is out again. So even, so I think a lot of people will fade them because he doesn't play, but they're still a good team, even without their best. They're awesome. They win all the time without him. I know, I know. So I know it's a lot of points, but I'm going to lay them anyway. And and I, I gave out, you know, keep an eye on, on Tylus Jones. When Morant doesn't play, he comes in. Now, here's a little nugget for you. Normally, when Morant plays, he averages about 17 minutes a game, and he posts five assists. Last night, he played 32 minutes. He had nine assists last night. So, again, if the odds makers haven't caught on to that, I have a feeling, yet again, that assist number might be anywhere between four and a half and five and a half. Hashtag run, don't walk, Joe. Get on it. Take yeah. the over this, especially since Morant is out. But keep in mind, that probably won't post until maybe 30 minutes before game time. So you got to stay on top of it. I love that. I absolutely love it. Like, literally, I just wrote that note down. And and that doesn't always happen. Like, we go back and forth. We have lots of games. There, there are, like, three or four big Anita Marks moments in my life where either it was just <laughs> me or there were other people I was with, like, on Daily Wager. I think the greatest Anita nugget of all time was, I want to say, what was it? The Masters last year with Rory McIlroy swing when you <laughs> with, with that. And then you had something for the event at Beth Page. Was it Matthew Wolf? Um, I, I think with the, I think with the, the Rory, I had a, I had a caddy who was yes. sending me, video, I had a caddy who was sending me, me videos of him practicing on the range and he couldn't hit the side of a barn. So I, <laughs> You you were saying that you're, you were at your home studio, so the camera was on you, and it was Doug, myself, and I want to say Tyler in those red chairs. So the camera's on you, so it can't see us. And as you're saying it, everyone's looking at each other like, it feels like we should be betting a lot more money against Rory McIlroy. And he went out and he missed the cut. Like, that was right. one of the all-time great Anita Marks nuggets. Oh, you're so sweet, Joe. Every now well, and I mean, then, made, I'm, it, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for for you know a few of them a year. So hopefully this is another because I won big on that last night. Woo! All right, all right. So speaking of which, we talked a little golf. Let's transition into it. The Genesis Invitational from Riviera Country Club in Pacific Palisades. It gets underway tomorrow, Thursday. Your defending champion is Max Homa. I'll let Anita grab a breath for a second, and I'll throw a couple bets your way. Two guys I'm looking to bet on. Dustin Johnson is 16 to one. I'd make a play on that. He's played very, very well here. Top 10 in seven of his last eight starts in this event. He won it in 2017. Recent form is solid. He was 25th at the Farmers Insurance Open in La Jolla at the end of January. The following week, he played in the Saudi International and he finished eighth. So DJ at 16 to one. I'd be looking at some top 10 options as well. I'm also going to look at Bubba Watson. He is literally the course definition of course for the horse for the course. It feels like if I was going to lay out the definition, I should have gotten that right rather than stumbled through it, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there at this moment. Um, 
Watson has 10 career victories. Seven of them have come on three courses. Two wins at the Masters, two wins at the Travelers, three wins in this event. Three. In 10 starts in this event, he's got three wins and three top 15s. So two bets I like for Bubba. Uh, to finish in the top 20 is plus 150. There's also a four-round matchup play where he's even money against Adam Scott. Scott won the event two years ago, so I think that's why we're getting a good price. But he was 38th last year. He's solid here too, but I think Bubba's more consistent. So at even money, I'll make that play. Anything you like for the Genesis? Um, there's quite a there's quite a bit I yeah. like, but I'm what a stupid question. What a stupid know, question. <laughs> but well, here's the thing: you you've got probably uh, 15 of the best golfers in the world that are teeing it up. So it's really hard when you've got that great a talent um, playing. So I think one of the, one of the, uh, one of the best bets you can make out there is the two chance where you could bet either Rom or Cantley to win at four to one. These two guys, you know, metric wise, this course, uh, for Rom, when you go, I did a deep dive into, you know, all the metrics that matter here and none more important than strokes gain T to green, as well as greens and regulation and Rom top two in both. Cantlay, nobody's playing better golf than him, right? Like he's finished top 10 in four straight starts, top five in three of those four. So uh, he, he almost should have won in, at Phoenix, in my opinion, lost in the playoff. He, he's due, man. He's due. He's got to win. So two chance, Raman Cantlay, four to one to win this tournament. Worry, he's teed it up here six times. In two of those six, he's led after the first round. And you could get first round leader at 30 to one. Why not? Worry actually flying low on the radar because he hasn't played a lot of here in the States, uh, but he did. He had a hot start. He did well across the pond and playing elsewhere. Um, Willie Z back in action. Yeah. You know that I love him. Uh, oh, yeah. He's ready to rip, rip it and grip it, grip it and rip it again. He ranks first in strokes gained tee to green. So to me, that puts him in the top 10 at plus 250. For sure, easy money, top 20 at plus 105. Uh, and my, and I'll, I'll end with this one. And I think this is a sneaky good play and that's Fitzpatrick. I got him in the top 20 at plus 140, top English player at minus 110. And um, I, I wouldn't be like, I would not be surprised if he wins it this week, Joe. He comes in hot from the Phoenix Open. He gained seven strokes tee to green and finished top 10 at Phoenix and also top six at Pebble. Uh, so he's due to win as well. And this is a track that really fits him to a T. So Fitzpatrick, that has to be one of my favorite plays for him to finish in the top 20 at plus 140. I think that's even, that's, that's, that's easy money right there. Excellent work. As always, she does. Anita, uh, uh, let me try it again. She's Anita Marks. <laughs> I'm Joe Fortenball. We'll be teaming up today on bet. You can catch that at 4 PM Eastern on all of ESPN streaming channels. We'll be teaming up with Doug Kazarian on Daily Wager today, ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Eastern. But for the podcast, that's a wrap. Thanks for checking us out. Best of luck tonight, everyone. We'll catch you here again tomorrow morning.